Okay, we have a treat for you this week, um, or maybe not a treat. It's sort of totally humiliating to us, but we're going to play one of our first episodes. It goes really well into what we're going to be talking about over like the next month, and that's Satanic Panic. And we have great shows coming up for you, so we want to play you a hilarious early show of ours. And I mean, we've matured. We've grown up. It's hilarious. When we first started out, we were shocked that there were 200,000 podcasts in existence, even if people just did, you know, one or two episodes and didn't do anything after that. How many do you think there are now? If you said 5.2 million You're absolutely correct. So if you're spending any time listening to us, my God, my Zeus, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this one on backmasking, and it'll get you all prepped up to go. I can't wait to hear about what's been going on in Satanic Panic and QAnon and back in Middle ages history, because we go back that far over the next few episodes um, with better audio. So enjoy. Hi, this is Karen. And I noticed while editing, we forgot to tell you in this episode what deconversion therapy is actually about. So a quick note, Bonnie and I have known each other since we were one years old. Um, I'm a little more uh, mature than she is because my birthday is three weeks ahead of hers. However, we both grew up in the Southern Baptist Church and got saved. I went on to become a missionary overseas after college. Well, she sort of... um, earlier than I did, started in with critical thinking. And therefore, she left Christianity before I did. However, we come at it from two different angles, and this podcast is just entertainment and fun. We offer nothing uh, with scholarly evidence. There's no religious debate. And Christians, people who've never been to church, and People who have just left religion, I think, can all relate to the podcast. So that's my intro to our intro. Buenas suerte. And buenas noches. And Nacho Supremo. This is Karen. (laughs) And this is Bonnie. And welcome to Deconversion Therapy. Uh, This is the time of the episode um, where it hasn't even started yet. And I beg you to please subscribe, download, tell your friends, um, have your dog rate it, write reviews. Um, You know, you English majors are out there working at Starbucks. You could really write a fabulous review for us. Uh, That's a good job. Oh, I know, because they give great benefits, and they really yes. stick behind there. And there's low turnover. I know. They're very happy. Um, okay, so please do that. And find um, us on... 
on, let's see, you've got your Insta, you've got your Twitter, um, those places. I like Insta the best because we seem to be getting the most response on there. Twitter is just a little daunting to me right now. But if you follow me on there, I might um, get a little more active or something. I just need a little boost on there. And then uh, we're available on <laughs> tons of podcatchers. <laughs> I don't think that's a real word. Tune in. The podcatcher still. Yep. <laughs> we no, are available on. What would they be? Well, it sounds like those things that you hang in the window, and it's like dream catchers. That 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 is one. And so oh, this I'm picture, gonna... this as Stitcher, is a little thing in your window that all the podcasts come through, and it catches it. I'm gonna hang this in my window and catch some pods. There you go. Make sure to catch ours. But yeah, you can find us on all those mediums. Media? No. Almost. Media. Almost close enough. Yeah. All right. That's it. All those things that we wish we would and have got stock in. And we have a website. Did we do that? No, we don't. Yes, what? we do. It's called Deconversion Therapy Podcasts.com. And um the website is at this point about as good as that little singing there. And, uh, but we are going to start a blog soon. And what? Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, Bonnie, I forgot to tell you. Um, no, those will just be like for at least my thoughts that I have throughout the day. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what's going to go in the blog part. Okay. But we're going to have show notes up there with our podcasts and links. Yeah. Especially for people looking for community. Um, they'll be able to, if they heard something in our show and they're wondering about it or a book, we're going to put it right there for you. Cool. Yeah. Books. Um, so we wanted to start out with the thing that we thought was um, good or to be grateful for this week. Um, yes. Do you want to do yours? Because I can't remember what mine was. Well, then I guess I think the more thankful oh. person <laughs> should go first. The I person who remembered. is appreciative. Uh, go for it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So mine is that we have gotten such an amazing response on Reddit. So I knew Reddit was good for people who like to solve murders. That's all I have to think about with Reddit. It's like people who are taking a break from the dark web. <laughs> and they're like, I don't feel like, um, yeah, looking up all the things I was just looking at. Let me have a little. A palate cleanser here on Reddit, but um, one I I am in the John Bonet Ramsey little subgroup, but I've also joined some others. So for people looking for a bit of support, there is one called X 
ex-Christian women. There's the atheism one that's huge. There's agnostic. There's just plain ex-Christian. There's ex-Christian memes for a bit of a laugh at your neighbor who's going to church. Wait, I'm um, I'm plain? Plain ex-Christian. Okay. <laughs> we'll look up average Wait, Christian Okay. <laughs> um, but you've got, yeah, plenty of places. And so I posted about our podcast. And I think ex-Christian one and maybe one other. Tons of responses. That's so and nice. Just, and there's so nice. They really are. They are saying, you know, I'm just going to read some. Love your stuff. This podcast is great. Just subscribed. Um, some have sort of told a bit of their own stories, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. But wait, I still have the knee-jerk reaction of like the girl in church who's like, oh no, I can't accept... I can't accept anything that, that makes me feel prideful. <laughs> so, oh, I know. Like you should see me physically recoiling like, oh my God, they said something nice. I know. You know, I used to feel like that a bit more and I'm trying to get good at that. And I think that's one thing when you leave Christianity because we used to give God all the glory and all right. that. And I'm trying to start going like, no, I did this. I, you know, with some things that I do that I work my ass off for, I'm trying not to be like, "Ah," I'm trying to be like, you're right. No, I'm trying to be more. (laughs) But just saying thank you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And you know what's funny is my mom, even to this day, will say something like, oh, I'm so proud of you for such and such. And then she knows that I used to say, mom, it's bad to be prideful. So even now she'll go, well, you know, not proud, but. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So I beat my mom into don't be proud. That's right. Um, Unlove me. Um, Yeah. Well, I had a friend take me out to lunch once and I get very, if someone tries to pay for me, that's not good. If someone compliments, if someone tries to. (laughs) Well, I forgot which podcast I'm on. No, if someone tries to pay for my lunch. That's insane. I know. I well, see, you're in business, so I would have people. You know, if uh, people don't need anything from me and they're paying for me, I used to feel um, oh. bad about it, and I would be like, "Oh no!" And so I told this one lady, "No, I feel bad," and she said, "Yeah, that's why I'm paying for this, Karen. I want to make you feel bad," and it hit me. I'm like. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to say thank you. Okay. Same when people say, oh, I love your shirt. Right. I need to stop saying, I got it for $7. You know, I, I just need to say thank you. Okay, one um, day you have to tell the story about getting the bra. But next. Uh, there's no story, anyone. <laughs> don't don't scour our show notes for the bra story in the future. You will not hear it. That was my favorite thing. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, Wait, did I say my favorite thing of the week? The good thing? The thing I'm grateful for? You need to say it on Reddit for me to (laughs) hear it because, yeah. Because I only read. Um, 
So at the very end of Jimmy Fallon this week, right when it was bleeding into Seth Meyers, I was watching Seth Meyers and I heard three or four notes of a song that was the end of Jimmy. And I was like, what is that? And so I went and watched Jimmy Fallon and this song is, is old and it's by this little group called Love Jones, and uh, the song is called The Ohio River or Ohio River, and I am so excited because I have this new, awesome, happy song to put in my brain. Is it, like, how old is it? I mean, is it like, you do that. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Is it like, oh, I remember that from childhood. No, I've never heard it before, but it's one of those songs where you feel like, wait, I know all the parts of this song, but I've never heard it before. Which, you know what that means? Satan. Trademark (laughs) trademark lawsuit. Because you've obviously written it in your mind, and then they copied it. Well, that's what I feel. I feel like I've written it in the shower some days. Um, What if there is a camera in your shower? There could be. They're going to get what they paid for. Um, I told you, I used to be paranoid because Jesus is everywhere. So I would take a shower <laughs> and remember that and like turn away. Yeah, yep. I know. You told me that. Um, but this, okay. So I'll listen. What's it called? This song is Ohio, Ohio River. River. Look, I'm Googling it right now or Wikipediaing it, whatever. I don't know, but it was from like the, the mid nineties when I was living in Los Angeles and all those kind of bands were, were, were popular. And then John Bryan, who produced a lot of albums that I love, um, Rufus Wainwright. Um, I love him. Yeah. He has to do with this band. So I'm like, Oh my God, how much of this is John Bryan? Where can I pick out the John Bryan pieces? I don't know. Anyway. So I was just excited because I found new music that is, I don't know, 20 years old, but, but new to me. Well, that's why you can't find it. You're going to have to ask (laughs) Jeeves. Ask James ask no. to get that. I, I tried to Google the lyrics and like, nope. <laughs> nope. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So anyway. Okay. But that's nice. Like there's something, I mean, music is. Oh, it's a big mood lovely. shifter. It is. Yep. It's a shifter, all right. That's my thing. Okay. So, um. I am going to read our letter of the week. I tried reading this to Bonnie. Why don't you say it? Let me take another swig of my $5 champagne and you say about me trying to read this to you. When she she tried to read it to me, I just got tickled so much. And you did too. And I was like, please, please don't finish because let's, let's do it fresh and um, quote-unquote on air. Hi. Uh, Hey, Bonnie. Hi, Karen. This is our our fake commercial because we don't have any uh, sponsors yet, but we do have people we want to shout out. And have you ever heard of Godless Mom? And don't say me. <laughs> no, I, I. I mean, I'm assuming that's a 
like a, a handle that somebody uses. Yes, yes. It's her CB handle when she's Ooh. like, Breaker19. No, I'm joking. It's her Twitter handle, and um, you can go to godlessmom.com. So, yeah, just another resource for people who are looking for different advice or communities. Um, Godless Mom does a really good job at dispensing information about like all the scandals going on with everyone having sex with all the people in their church, or she makes these crazy, funny um, memes. Um, so, so, it, so it's not parenting specific, but then it also has that. Oh, so okay, cool. if you actually follow her on Twitter, you get all the fun stuff, the sarcastic stuff. Um, she will take down someone that comes <laughs> at her with a Christian point of view. <laughs> and you can just sit there with popcorn. Um, but on her website, oh, you can I just find... Went yeah. Yep. So she does like videos and she answers letters like, how do I help my teen cope with depression? Or, you know, what do I do? Do we tell um, my ex-husband that our kid is now atheist? Like all these little tricky things mm-hmm. that people who have left religion would come up with, um, but also gives a lot of good solid advice. So I just wanted to give her a little shout out. So <laughs> I like this. There's, there's a column things the godly say. I know <laughs> it's, uh, you got to go look at all of it. It's hilarious. And her name's Courtney Hurd. Um, and she's just so funny. And again, follow her on Twitter and it'll connect you to anything else you want. But just a resource we wanted to say during this first ever fake commercial. Cool. Okay, so this is from Andrew. He's like, here's my story. I grew up in Spring, Texas. <laughs> no, that's not the funny part. Outside it is Houston. to me because my mom grew up in Big Spring. Oh, yeah. Well, it says outside of Houston, and that is sort of funny. Um, I went sporadically to a Methodist church until I got, quote, saved at a Baptist church camp. That's right, (laughs) because we demanded those numbers. Walk up that aisle. Um, a few weeks weeks after getting saved and going to church, I attended a bonfire revival at the church around Halloween time. It was one of the first events that I attended that wasn't specifically a church service or youth event. As in, I got to see how real Southern Baptists behaved when not on Sunday behavior. <laughs> Not a lot different. (laughs) So besides having a white guy, in parentheses, adult, explain to me how evolution didn't work and when it was okay to use the N-word... Parentheses in the same conversation. (laughs) The highlight of the evening was an enormous bonfire. Here we got to renounce the devil by throwing rubber balls with Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, generic ghosts, 
and couldn't get a cast for one, I guess. And of course, the devil himself's face on them into the fire. So they just threw rubber balls into the fire. And I want to know, like, is there, you know, the catalog that they order all their choir robes from and the church, you know, pew things? <laughs> you know, know, the U-line catalog. No. It's for businesses, so it's got, like, boxes, envelopes. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. I know. Actually, that would be heaven for me. Wait, but this, this guy's got to be so much younger than we are because who sells balls with that on there? I know. I know. Cheap enough to warrant throwing into a fire. You know how, how young he is? He is someone named Andrew that actually went by the name Andrew. That's how young he is. Because all ours would have gone by Andy. Okay. The intended effect occurred. I thought that God was pretty fucking awesome. The night ended when an, in parentheses, unsaved, I'm sure, kid, (laughs) here I go, threw a couple of cans of off bug spray. (laughs) (laughs) into the inferno and they exploded like grenades. (laughs) So stupid. I know. I know exactly which of our friends would have done that. Uh, Nobody got hurt and it was pretty awesome by my junior high school standards. Okay. Okay, because I'm visual, I can see this, but I can also see the kid who did this and the planning. (laughs) Because one, he either had to go through his mom's, like, or his dad's garage thing and get out. Yeah, because it's not like he could drive himself to go get it. (laughs) But this was a planned, uh, oh, God. Um, obviously the devil was speaking to him. I just, Uh, I just want to convene later and compare notes to see if you think it's, it would be the same kid that I do from our youth group who did that. Um, yes. Cause if it's the one you're talking about, um, he was arrested. He could still be in jail for various and sundry items. (laughs) But, um, oh God. So thank you, Andrew, and um, you know, please let us let us know when it's okay to use the N word because we have uh, zero, and it's in our mind. But you know, oh my gosh! So, um, all right. Well, that reminded me, though, of. In in our day, the bonfires were so that we could throw um, not balls into it and not um, blow up with grenades of fuming poison, <laughs> but to slowly poison ourselves by throwing in cassette tapes of music that wasn't Christian. 
we were all told to meet outside of our church, and I'm sure it was on a weekend. They set a bonfire, and I think it happened more than once. And you were supposed to bring your non-Christian music and throw it into the bonfire. (laughs) So, yeah. So did you, what did you throw into the bonfire? (sighs) You know, I only remember it just a little bit. So I don't even know if I went with my brother or if I ever threw anything in, but I do remember my non-Christian music was, did you hear my dog? Yeah. 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 Bye. My husband just stole him. He's Um, a good boy. He is such a good boy. But, um, my, uh, what was the most evil, what was the most evil music you would have had? I got it. So I had a UNICEF record and UNICEF. <laughs> why is that funny? Why is that funny? So this UNICEF is going to be a compilation. Had, it was a compilation and I would only play Olivia Newton-John's I Honestly Love You. And unfortunately, I would have to either hear the back end or the beginning, I can't remember, of Rod Stewart's If You Think I'm Sexy. And that destroyed me as being so evil that I would jump up from my bed and sprint to take the little needle off the record. Right. I'm sure it was all scratched up. And um, I couldn't even, like, look at his picture on the back of it. So, to me, that was probably... Yeah, that was it for me. Let me living my life. Let me tell you from what I can remember, he doesn't like that song either because he didn't like being pressured into recording something that was quote unquote disco. Oh, I thought you were gonna say sexy. Um No, I think that I think that he might have been right on with you, like, oh, I don't like the you're the beginning of that song either. I don't like this song that made me a household name and is the only reason no. this like me i don't like it that is not what made him a household name but that's okay so what's it like maggie may oh i guess but that was boring and weird but oh my god okay singing maggie okay (laughs) yeah that was mine so what were they doing saying get rid of your secular stuff or when did they talk about back masking Okay, so that was about the same time. There was this uh, lots of different people that we would watch either little videos about. But when it was found out, and I put that in quotes, that um, some of the songs, if you played them backwards, said like, you know, um, Satan is God. Um, Then... That went around the church's like wildfire and it really definitely got the attention of youth groups because that's all the impressionable people and that's the ones that are listening to this this new rock and roll um, and all that. And I remember going into youth group one time and standing around, someone brought a cassette by one of these pastors who <laughs> was talking nationally about it. And he put it in and hit the little play button on the recorder and we listened to it. And it was so creepy because anytime you listen to any record backwards, it can be mm-hmm. Amy Grant backwards. It sounds horrifying and you can make it sound 
pretty much like anything. Not that bands haven't tried to do it on purpose for right. But yeah. One of the funniest guys in our youth group, and you're going to know who this is, and I couldn't remember earlier today, but he used to do this imitation of and say, our, our music minister is God. And his version of Bass. Back. Yeah. Uh, our music minister was God. Uh, yeah. So you looked some things up on um, back masking, right? Yeah. Um, there was some televangelist guy named Paul Crouch, and he brought the big allegation into the mainstream in 1982, which would have been right when we were in the middle of high school. I was um, four. That's right. Uh, and it claimed that when it was played backwards, the part of Led Zeppelin's uh, Stairway to Heaven that said, the bustle in your hedgerow, uh, that it said, here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He will give those with him 666. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. <laughs> oh, my God. So, first of all, I didn't even understand bustle in your hedgerow. How am I going to understand? You're so not British. I know. I know. So, uh, here's to my sweet Satan whose power is in Satan. Well, I'm telling you, that's um, um, circular theory right there. Uh, Okay. Yeah, there were quite a few others, and I... um, I can't even remember. I think it was Queen had one and backwards. It's like, let's all smoke marijuana. Um, <laughs> can you imagine listening to Bohemian Rhapsody backwards there? I mean, it gets seven minutes of stuff. That's just like the most the most white person adult version of what back masking would be. Let's all smoke marijuana. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's all. Let's all smoke the pot. The pot. Yeah. Wait, wait, can I tell you? Okay. So my favorite guy is Jeff Lynn, the, the guy who's behind electric light orchestra. And his response when they accused him of this is to say, the accusation is scallop. Well, yeah. now I have to look that up on bollocks. Wikipedia. It's bollocks backwards. Oh, <laughs> British joke. That guy, that Lynn Jeff is funny from O-L-E. Olay. Olay. Right. So we uh, were warned to be wary. Yeah. And masking. Right. And even not backmasking, just all those what we, I think that's when I first heard the word secular and we weren't, we were told to stay away from secular music. And of course, kiss. Yeah. We all knew uh, stood for Knights and Satan service and um, just tons of anything that people actually liked. I was, I was afraid of Led Zeppelin until I got to college. I was like, no, no, no. That's the ultimate scary bad one. Oh, Black Sabbath and Judas Priest. They just weren't my thing. 
oh, me either. But like the names of them, it <laughs> right. was like, oh, look, Satan does have a hold of the music people. I know. But Led yeah. Zeppelin, of course, was really good music. Yeah. I don't know. Never listened. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it says it says that you're going to tell people where to find videos of backmasking. Oh, does it? So I found, I will put in the show notes um, about, there's a place that I found on ultimateclassicrock.com, or as I like to call it, ultimateclassicrock.com. <laughs> Classy crock. <laughs> It has some um, videos and different things of backmasking and all the things that were really funny during that time. Um, but you guys can listen to it there. But on the other end, we weren't allowed to listen to secular, but we definitely were supposed to listen to Christian music. And in the 80s, there was no better time for Christian music than then. Really? Um the band that was like the hard rock band that people still say is really good was Striper. Yeah. I don't know. They just weren't my thing. No, no. And they're still around. And so Bonnie knows in college, I dated this guy and he played a certain instrument and uh, he was in a Christian band, which was hilarious, but they got, you know, they got, no, they were good. They were very good. They were good. They they were going to take Colorado Springs, wherever the, yeah, I don't know. music. I know I was going to say the world by storm, but um, Colorado Springs is like the Mecca of Christian companies. So I just made that up, but um, that's where Ted Haggard was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I went around to all the gigs and all this and There was a guy that went to college with us who was so into Christian music and thought he was cool. So he got a pair of white corduroys. No, wait, like white, were they white cords or jeans? They could be jeans, but I I, I think they're, I don't know. But he used paint. But he decorated them. Yep. Oh, did he? I didn't even know if it was Magic Marker. And he wrote like Striper down it. And then... As his love of Christian music grew, he wrote all, you name it, you got your Petra, you got your (laughs) Resurrection Band or Res Band, if you're in the know. Um, And then the name of the group that I, quote, toured with, no, that my boyfriend was in and we would go. Did he write those on his pants? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. He added two. That's nice. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's just this whole cult following for a lot of these people. And I don't know if you ever knew about Night of Joy. We grew up in Florida. <laughs> Night of Joy was at Disney World and it was just Christian bands. They closed down the park and it would just be <laughs> And no one wanted to go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. And it would just be well, I mean, that's the thing. It was such a community. Everyone it, it there were enough there were enough Christian bands to warrant it being shut down and they would have enough people to come. 
Yes, in yep. the eighties, yep. there were so many, and yep. there was even there's still some existing festivals that go on that are just Christian bands now, um, but there were so many of them then. It was more of a newer thing, and people were spending a lot more money to buy the music because we didn't have streaming and all that. That I bet it supported that kind of situation, but. I went to any concert there was DeGarmo and Key, DC Talk, which is, um, what? they're sort of my neighbors here now where I live in Tennessee. What does that stand for? DC? Disney Christ? I don't know. Disney. They went to Liberty College. Oh. They, I think they did. So maybe they were near DC. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. All right. Um, White Heart, Second Chapter of Acts. There were just all these um, groups. And that brings me to this. Yep. So I was always told a million times that God is the God of blank. And you just get to put in anything positive. God is the God of love. He's the God of music. He's the God of creativity. Mm-hmm. And I, it got me to thinking, well, then how come all the Christian bands are the Christian version of a good secular band? You know yeah. what I mean? So any band yeah. that we had, if it was people rapping, it came out years after good rap music came out. And it was just this, you know, facsimile. Well, well so here's my question. What exactly is the state of Christian rock these days? Because I don't know. I'm not involved in that. Is there a Christian version of of T-Pain and like an auto-tune kind of guy? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm positive. Yeah, yeah, plenty of that. That's the thing. Where I live now is the mecca of Christian music and the neighborhood I live in. There's a lot of big Christian artists here, but there's just, you name it, you know, um, the Christian Sarah McLaughlin, we got it. The Christian, this was back in the 80s and <laughs> the 90s. Christian, wait, the yeah. Christian Ariana Grande, Ariana, like, be yeah. humble. Ari, Ariana yeah. medium. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like all the voices and the kind of music, but then they just put Christian words to it. And I'm like, when? If he's the God of creativity, why aren't they leading the way with all the innovation? They've definitely got the music, I mean, the money backing now. So if they have the originality, they can come up with it first and be like, no. But Amy Grant at least bled over into not necessarily Christian, but not, but not. Mainstream. Yeah. Mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, I saw her last year around here and it's weird to see people age because you keep forgetting you do. And then you see someone you thought was great in high school and you're like, oh, wait a minute. They, you know, they're not in the limelight as much anymore, but um, I I don't age. I know. That's what's so unique about us. Don't be silly. 
If God wants to be the God of creativity, he should have us not age, and I will be <laughs> on board. So people, feel free to to send us any kind of uh, responses with what the state of Christian rock is these days. And anything that you find funny, interesting that happened to you at a Christian concert, or Ooh. I know, or that went on regarding Christian music, we love to hear. I do know of, um, I was at, in New York uh, at a bar once and got talking to these gay guys next to me. And one had been in a pretty successful Christian band, mm. of course, not anymore. But we know that there are plenty of things that have gone on with Christian bands that have taken them down or been scandals. But we want to hear some funny things that you guys would only know about. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear what other people have had as experiences that are like ours. Oh, I hope someone's been in a Christian band. Oh, that'd be good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go to, I do want to hear that. You can go to our website at um, www.deconversiontherapypodcast.com and there's a place where you can submit your stories. It even gives you a guideline, a little example of how to do it. And we'll read it on air. <laughs> submit your Shaws here. That's what we're going to start calling them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Rate us, us, review us. Rate, find us, submit. You can you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Did we say that? Yes. And podcatchers, fake word. That's right. That's right. Um, look up everything that says deconversion therapy, um, and you will find us. And we can't wait to hear from everybody. I guess that's it. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Bless you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.